Good morning. One final time from the Dome at America's Center. Uh, we can see the end in sight. It's almost as if we've reached the promised land. I'm Adam Wright. And I'm Patty Schneier. It's such a joy to be with you this Friday morning, and uh, it's first Friday. This is, Patty, this is kind of like bonus day here at Seek because not only has it been a wonderful week, but we wrap up this morning with our first Friday devotion to the Sacred Heart. And I can't think of a better better way to wrap up is by just going to Jesus in the Sacred Heart. And so if you haven't been joining us all week, um, well, I'm glad you're with us now. And uh, it's been an adventure. Patty and I have been down here at the Dome at America Center doing two shows a day, Tuesday, Wednesday, <laughs> Thursday. Today only one show, praise God. Um, and it, it has been incredible to see 20,000 people, young adults, college students, older adults, uh, all over the world, I was going to say all over the country, but from all over the world coming together in a spirit of prayer, in a spirit of unity with one intent, grow closer closer to our Lord and then go out into the world and invite others to be closer to him as well. I got a lot to say, to say about this, but I want to start with prayer because there's nothing else we're going to say today that's going to come close to the power of prayer. So we begin with our morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your sacred heart in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. And today we also pray our first Friday prayer of reparation. O Sacred Heart of Jesus, animated with a desire to repair the outrages unceasingly offered to thee, we prostrate before thy throne of mercy, and in the name of all mankind pledge our love and fidelity to thee. The more thy mysteries are blasphemed, the more firmly we shall believe them, O Sacred Heart of Jesus. The more impiety endeavors to extinguish our hope of immortality, the more we shall trust in thy heart, sole hope of mankind. The more hearts resist thy divine attractions, the more we shall love thee, O infinitely amiable Heart of Jesus. The, the more unbelief attacks thy divinity, the more humbly and profoundly we shall adore it, O divine Heart of Jesus. The more thy holy laws are transgressed and ignored, the more we shall delight to observe them, O most holy heart of Jesus. The more thy sacraments are despised and abandoned, the more frequently we shall receive them with love and reverence, O most generous heart of Jesus. The more the imitation of thy virtues is neglected and forgotten, the more we shall endeavor to practice them, O heart model of every virtue. The more the devil labors to destroy souls, the more we shall be inflamed with desire to save them, O heart of Jesus, zealous lover of souls. The more sin and impurity destroy the image of God in man, the more we shall try by purity of life to be a living temple of the Holy Spirit, O heart of Jesus. The more thy holy church is despised, the more we shall endeavor to be her faithful children, O sweet heart of Jesus. The more thy vicar on earth is persecuted, the more we will honor him as the infallible head of thy holy church. Show our fidelity and pray for him, O kingly heart of Jesus. O sacred heart, through thy powerful grace, may we become thy apostles in the midst of a corrupted world, and by thy crown in the kingdom of, and be thy crown in the kingdom of heaven. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, Patty, I got home late last night, and it, it was one of those nights that I knew we were going to leave it all on the floor, you know, and, and we're going to leave it all on the playing field. Be tired this morning. Have a show. You can tell it's like FM radio evening time voice on this morning <laughs> show. And you're all getting ready for work and driving. And I'm like, hi, good night, everyone. Uh, but, you know, I got home and, and, and I couldn't get to sleep. And someone texted me and said, did you see the local news report on Seek 24? And I said, no, but I'm awake. So I went on the app and I, and I watched one of our uh, local TV stations was down here and they did a report. And, you know, saying the same things we've said all week close to 20,000 people, you know, it was 19,708 or somewhere around their paid registrations. An additional 4,000 plus came down Wednesday night for the night of adoration. An 81% increase in registrations in the Making Missionary Disciples track. Um, Catholics from literally all over the world coming. Um, you know, what were we saying the other day? 400 some odd seminarians. I mean, the numbers have just and been 44 stacked. bishops. 44 bishops. 
hundreds of priests. You know, the entrance procession at Mass takes three songs. And um, I think last night they said 4,500 confessions yeah, were heard yeah. on Wednesday night. 4,500 confessions. So here's the new statistic I learned last night. Of all the conferences and conventions that will be in St. Louis this year, this is the biggest. Amen. This is, you know, and, and not just in terms of numbers. Like the news is reporting the numbers. This is the biggest. It will have the most economic impact. But I'm like, this is the biggest. It's going to have the most spiritual Absolutely. impact the as well. Effect. So it has been an incredible week. Here's what we've got ahead on the show for you today. Um, Patty and I are going to have some thoughts interspersed throughout the show of our experience this week. And, uh, you know, Patty, Patty is our keynote reporter. She's been going to all these keynotes and taking notes and bringing them back to, to share with you what's happened. We're also going to be joined in the show by Mackenzie Weber, who is a fourth-year-focused missionary from the University of Nebraska at Omaha. And then later in the show, we're going to have another one of those great Holy Spirit moments that happened. You know, it's probably close to 9, 9.30 last night as I was getting ready to leave. And I'm like, okay, we've got one more segment we need to fill on the show. And we've got some interviews that we pre-recorded because we couldn't fit them in the time slots for the live shows maybe we could put one of those in and a woman was walking by with like a stack of cards and uh, when I say stack it was probably about a foot tall postcards and I'm like so what's that about and we started talking I'm like what are you doing tomorrow morning? She's like, being on your radio show. I'm like, exactly. So <laughs> Holy uh, Spirit provided. Yeah, we're, we're going to do that. Uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about that today as well. And um, But after we go to the weather here in a moment, one of the things that I love is yesterday we had the opportunity to speak with Monsignor James Shea from the University of Mary up in the Diocese of Bismarck, a place near and dear to your heart. And he was and one of the rock stars of this whole C conference. Yeah. Uh, wonderful keynote speak, so, so speech. So stay tuned after yeah. the weather. Nor- normally we'd save those interviews we can't fit in on the show until next week, but you know we, we couldn't wait. We're like kids on Christmas morning. And uh, by the way, it is still the Christmas season, so Merry Christmas to you. We only have a few days left to say that. So here's your, your, your final Christmas present from us. We're going to go to the weather, Saint of the Day with Mike Roberts, and then we'll have the interview with Monsignor Shea for you. That's your early or your, your one of your final Christmas presents from us. And then after that, we'll be talking with Mackenzie Weber. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven. Stay tuned. Today is the feast day of St. John Newman. Born in 1811, in what is now Czechoslovakia, his father Philip and mother Agnes had six children and John was their third. He had a rigorous education and did very well, but also had a special gift for languages. He was fluent in both German and Czech. John felt called to serve the Lord and entered the seminary at Budweiss, but there were too many priests there, which pushed back his ordination. So he decided to learn English with the idea of going to the United States to serve the newly arriving immigrants. In 1836, with very little money and without telling his parents, John left for the United States, arriving at Staten Island with one dollar. He was 25 years old. There, he did missionary work for a few years before joining the Redemptorists and becoming their first member to profess vows in the United States. His first parish covered an area from Lake Huron all the way to the Pennsylvania border. He would travel by foot, horseback, and wagon to serve his parishioners, sometimes saying Mass in their homes when there was no church. In 1852, he was named Bishop of Philadelphia, where he encountered a severe anti-Catholic movement that resented the arrival of immigrants from Germany, Ireland, and across Europe who had come to work in the new industrial center. John Newman worked tirelessly to unify that community and educate the children of these new arrivals, growing the number of schools from one, which he found when he arrived, to more than 200, and in the process, creating the first diocesan school system in the country. He died on this day in 1860 at the age of just 48. St. John Newman, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. You know, they say that uh, Jesus called the apostles to be fishers of men. And I think Patty Schneier was called to be fishers of guests because all week <laughs> long here at Seek 24, she's been saying, I've, I've got somebody we're going to interview. And every time she does this, it's, it's always amazing. And she said, how would you feel about interviewing Monsignor James Shea from University of 
Mary and uh, one of the speakers here at Focus. And I said, I, I think that'd be all right, Patty. I, I, I think I'm going to say, <laughs> you know, I feel called to say yes. Um, Monsignor, it is great to have you with us here on Roadmap to Heaven. We're, we're talking on Thursday afternoon following our, our live broadcast, and we're actually going to be playing this interview tomorrow morning as we're getting ready to go into the, the final session, the final Mass. But it, it has been an incredible week. Um, sadly, Tuesday, I, I had just a lot going on here at our booth that we had to take care of. I missed your talk, and I immediately had five people run up to our booth afterwards. One of them being me. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> Did you hear Monsignor's talk? And since I know most of our listeners didn't, I was wondering, could you just share the, the summary of that message? Because I, I've had people share it with me, and wow, the powerful message you shared the other night. Well, I think most of your readers could find it by looking at the first couple pages of the Bible. It was just a retelling of the story of the fall of humanity and how we became separated from God. That's part of what we do here at Seek. In other words, in, in a sequential way, one day after another, we, we proclaim the kerygma for the students who are gathered here and for everybody else who is participating at Seek. And so the first night is, is a question of relationship with God, how we were created. The second night, which I was in charge of, along with Sister Miriam Grace of the Sisters of Life, uh, was about uh, rebellion, uh, all the bad news, and then uh, last night we heard the good news, which is that we were reconciled uh, by God saving us. So that's what I did. Well, very humbly you just put that because what you did is true. You did talk about the fall. You did talk about how sometimes what's inside of us, it's right for us to feel sad sometimes or anxious sometimes mm -hmm. in, yeah. a world, in a world yeah. that is broken right. because we're broken. Right, right, right. But then you couldn't let it end there. <laughs> that's the part. We kept getting going yeah, through okay. this, going through yeah. this, and then it was, but I can't leave you yeah. there because you also then proclaimed, of course, the great news of Jesus Christ and his mercy and what I took away from that talk was as long as we keep trying to stay close to Jesus, as long as we never give up on Jesus, on his mercy, yeah. we always win. Yeah, and people don't understand that. So in the 15th chapter of Paul's letter to the Romans, he calls God a God of endurance and of encouragement. Mm -hmm. And I think that we don't understand that, that, that the 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 fight that we're called to fight in the Christian life is primarily a fight of perseverance. Yes, in other is. words, we sure we're we're meant to take up weapons, not sort of the weapons of the world, but the the weapons of the spirit against all things evil and and all of that, and, and fight against injustice and all. But but primarily, the work of the Christian is to stand strong, to be firm, not to give up. And so, because the devil has been overcome fundamentally by Christ, by His coming, His death, and His resurrection. As a result, the very worst that he can ever do to us is to get us to give up. And as long as we don't give up, we always win. And people are really encouraged by that. And so it's both perseverance, en endurance, and encouragement. Yes. So I will say, your, your talk was two-part. It was definitely, you took us through that brokenness. And at one point I thought, wow, this is really, I'm, yeah. I'm getting lower and yeah, lower yeah, yeah, and yeah, lower. Yeah. But then, like you said, that encouragement... And then it just brought down the house. Everybody's standing ovation, and, and you, you did. I walked away with so much hope and encouragement. And like you said, that perseverance is what we needed to hear. And I, again, I was just one of 25,000 that heard that message. It was beautiful. Well, I, I, and I'm embarrassed because I, I'm not sure that I was quite supposed to uh, take it to the next level because that was for the other speakers. But I just... Um lost control for a second <laughs> yes you did but that's what was so <laughs> awesome is we knew it it's like here he goes here he goes it was great all right we want to talk about that of course to sure. let our listeners get a glimpse of that but also um a big part of this week has been the release of the documentary about the life of yes. michelle dupong yes. and of course it's very near and dear to your heart with the diocese of bismarck this is all connected yeah um but you knew her Personally, she has now been declared servant of God. She was a focused missionary, and she was at the University of Mary. And I understand you two came really to the University of Mary at the same time. You were named president the same year she became a focused missionary there. You knew her. Tell us what that was like then, and then what it's like for you now, knowing that she's been named servant of God and. And you knew her. That's all I can. I, I don't know how else to ask the question any better than that. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's a. It's a. Talking again about encouragement. It's a very, very beautiful thing because uh, Michelle was was a farm kid, like my brothers and sister and I. Uh, she was a person who grew up on the Great Plains. Uh, she was hardworking. She was joyful. She was full of faith. And then at a certain point in her life, God asked 
a great sacrifice of her. Um, and so after, after several years as a joyful evangelist, working first as a focused missionary and then as director of uh, adult um, formation for the Diocese of Bismarck, uh, she was diagnosed with cancer and she died within a year of her diagnosis. And she, she had a very painful year of suffering um, and we were all praying for her. And, and in the midst of that, miracles started to happen and they happened in the wake of it as well. And so now, you know, we're hearing all of the time of people um, who, who, through Michelle's intercession, are really experiencing tremendous, an, a tremendous outpouring of graces. That's because Michelle made her life available to God. So I watched that firsthand, as you said, Patty. I was on the front lines uh, with her, and I saw the way that she would evangelize students, the way that she would invest in their lives, the joy that she would bring to them. And, um, and that was really uh, tremendously beautiful for me uh, to see. And now she continues to evangelize. Isn't that amazing? Remember St. Yes. Therese said, said that my heaven will be doing good on earth. And that's Michelle, too. Oh, that's I'm so proud of her. Yeah, I bet you are. And then to just know that she touched your life, but that she continues now to touch so yeah, many others. That's right. The great work of evangelization. It's amazing. <laughs> it continues. I love it. Well, and I know, I'm sorry, Adam, I'm not even letting you get a word in edgewise, but I've got so many questions from Monsignor. We could talk forever. Sure. I'm going to ask one more, and then I'll let you, I promise, I'll let you ask a question. Um, your new, your book, that or your essay that yeah. was from Christendom to Apostolic Age, yeah. which we are now in, and now sure. there's a brand new sequel to that. Yeah. Um, I was privileged you sent it to me for Christmas. Thank you in your Christmas letter, and I devoured it. Huh. It's called <laughs> The Religion of the Day, yeah. so I literally just got it at Christmas and, and read it within less than a few days, and I've already passed it on to my son. Oh. Um, tell our listeners about that, why the sequel, and what you hope to do, your work of evangelization through this, and I know it's a collaborative yeah. work, it's yeah. not just you. But as one of the voices in that work, tell us a little bit about this new sequel, the um, the religion of the day. Yeah. So the the first book from Christendom to Apostolic Mission sketches out the fact that we're in the first post-Christian civilization in all of history, and that we need to to, to take up new strategies, strategies that that might have worked a hundred years ago aren't going to work today in the work of evangelization, but that this isn't something that should fill us with fear or discouragement because we've been here before, both in the earliest days of the church for the first 300 years when we were in the first apostolic age, and then in all of the missionary activity in all the centuries of the church, people always knew that you didn't do things the same way in Paris as you did them in Papua New Guinea. And so now the whole of the culture has become an, a missionary territory, and right. so we need to think about how to do things differently. And so at the end of that work, we contrast the, the Catholic imaginative vision with a modern progressivist vision. And we show that these are very much opposed to each other. And so what we've done in the second work in the religion of the day is we've taken that, that, that modern progressive vision of life and of faith and we've, we've extrapolated it more. We've, we've sort of done more diagnosis on it. Why? So that people can understand that, that we're not living in, a, in an irreligious age or just a simply secular age. We're living in a highly religious age. It's just not the religion of Christianity. Right. And it's a religion, the new religion could not have existed if Christianity hadn't come for, before it because it's parasitic. It's derivative of Christianity. And so that's what we're trying to do in the new work is that we're showing how exactly people um, have, have become post-Christians. What I love about the work is it also, again, almost the same thing as the message of Seek, is it gave me, personally, mm -hmm. hope, yeah. as well as the encouragement to persevere. Yes. That stay, stay, stand firm. Yep. And the whole historical context of it, we've been here before. Yes. This, this neo-Gnostic view of things, giving us that, that historical perspective of how we got here yeah. and then how we can not just persevere, but have hope through this. It, yes. was, it was a beautiful work. So how can our listeners read this for themselves? How can they get a hold of this book? Oh, sure. Well, one bad way to do it would be to order it on, on Amazon.com. Why yeah. is it bad? Because it's $1 more on Amazon.com. And if you order it on Amazon, all that they're going to do is send a message to our bookstore, and the bookstore is going to put it in the mail okay. directly to you. So if you go to the University of Mary's bookstore website, it's $1 cheaper, A, B... 
um, it comes to you faster. And C, Jeff Bezos doesn't get any money. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, okay, from the University of Mary's. University of Mary's uh, bookstore. Okay. That's right. Thank you. All right, Great. now, sorry. Adam, go for it. <laughs> oh, no, I only have one question. Who else are you going to find, Patty, out there? This is really amazing. Monsignor, it has been a joy to sit down with sure. you and, and have some time and just to hear all of your insights. And uh, we really appreciate you taking some time to be with us on Covenant Network and our remote broadcast here of Roadmap to Heaven from Mission Way. Yeah, could we, I, I think the most important question I could ask is, could we ask for your blessing for Absolutely. us and for our listeners? Well, tell me, let, let me tell you first of all how much I admire and how grateful I am for your work. I've known Patty for a long time. Uh, we're such good friends that she crashes parties at my house. We love it. But, uh, but I know that, that your work of evangelization here in the greater St. Louis area is just so tremendously important. And so for you and your listeners, through the intercession the Blessed Virgin Mary, and all the angels and saints. May Almighty God bless and keep you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 God bless you. Monsignor Shea, thank you so much for being with us. Such a pleasure, Monsignor. Thank you. We are going to take a break here on Roadmap to Heaven, but we've got more of our final live broadcast from Seek right after this. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Nine elevations of the Sacred Heart. Heart of Jesus, Perfect yes. adorer of God, teach me to adore the Father with thee and by thee. Heart of Jesus, burning with love of me, inflame me with thy divine love. Heart of Jesus, only victim worthy of God, unite me to thy divine sacrifice. Heart of Jesus, overwhelmed with bitterness for the sins of men, break my heart with sorrow for my sins. Heart of Jesus, sovereignly humble, annihilate my pride. Heart of Jesus, perfect model of meekness, inspire my heart with this salutary virtue. Heart of Jesus, infinitely pure and without stain, give me an invaluable purity of body, mind, and heart. Heart of Jesus, consumed with zeal for the glory of the Father, enkindle in my heart an ardent zeal for thy glory and my own sanctification. Heart of Jesus, reign forever in my heart, and grant me the grace to reign one day with thee in heaven. Amen. Mackenzie Weber is a fourth-year focused missionary serving as the team leader at the University of Nebraska in Omaha campus, and she is with us this morning here on our final Roadmap to Heaven live broadcast from Seek 24. And Mackenzie, you get the distinguished honor of being the penultimate guest, but the 30th interview that we're doing in three days and one hour. So, I mean, we've been we've been averaging 10 a day, and it's it's been incredible. And I, I look forward to having this conversation because you're also our last focus missionary that we're going to speak with this week and uh you know god willing not the last focus missionary we're going to speak with we've been we've been working on that that going forward we're going to keep talking about this amazing mission um but there's two questions as i've gotten to know uh or meet every focus missionary i can this week Mm -hmm. that has the little all access badge that you have um it's not just where are you a missionary you know what's your role within focus but then also what's your role this week so we we know fourth year university of nebraska and omaha is a team leader right now but what's your role this week here at seek yes so i am the head committee member um so leading a committee of the marketing team so our job is pretty much in all facets um, media that's how i found my way here um with press and then helping with getting content from video to photography and then also getting video for stories on instagram live tweeting we live tweet all the keynotes and so any media platform we are trying to expand our reach to folk to seek and of course focus beyond just a participant here but through social media so we call it virtuous fomo that we are trying to spread across the world (laughs) virtuous fomo i love it i I like it because i mean even this morning i woke up like i said 20 minutes before the alarm was going to go off and you you can't go back to sleep at that point or you'll be worse off take that heroic moment and go and i was like you know i haven't even looked at the social media from focus other than what my friends and my feeds have been sharing and there's some incredible stuff out there um so good work on that but we're we're, we're not here to talk about the social media we're actually here to talk about the content that's going on the social media and that's uh, a big part of that are the reactions i've seen you going around with the mini mic this is a new thing patty because we're in radio we have all this like 
equipment. Big equipment. And there were people going around with iPhones and microphones the size of like the tip of my pinky finger doing interviews. And I'm like, I didn't, wow, where, where, where's that set up? I want to pack that. <laughs> so what are the what are the things you're hearing from, you know, that your students at University of Nebraska and Omaha and the other uh, people that you've run into just walking around with the mini mic saying, can we talk about Seek 24? Yeah, it's been incredible. Um, yeah, so we've been mostly doing mini mic and video content as we've seen this videos capture a lot of people's attention. Um, and I've, yeah, I've done interviews from how is Seek going keynote speaker reactions to why are you coming back for Seek 2025? And then Michelle DePong, as we just talked about with Monsignor Shea. And I don't know, essentially, everyone has just been super blown away with how Jesus just personally knows them. And I love one of my the men from my campus. He said a central theme from him this week has been fatherhood. He goes, I just understand fatherhood way differently when I came here to now about the importance of like actually learning how to be receive the father's love so that I can give it for my vocation because I do want to enter my vocation someday and I need to be a good father now and understand fatherhood now to do that and that's been really cool and then another woman she was really funny she uh, <laughs> she's a junior and she's in my bible study and she came and she was kind of like a last minute yes in all this way and she um came up to me she goes I you say this all the time in Bible study and people say this all the time in the Newman Center, like, whose are you? And I like never understood what they meant. I'm like, I was born with my parents. I don't know. My name's Bailey. Um, and she goes, I understand now what you mean. Like I am a daughter of God. And like, it just was really cool because daughterhood and fatherhood have just like, been central themes in all my students' life. And then the coolest interviews actually I've done mini mic wise though, I went and talked to priests about how Sikh has changed their priesthood or how like this like witness of Sikh. And that's just really cool to hear priest, um, and religious to say how much they just love seek because they get to see just the church alive and most importantly they just feel rejuvenated to go back on a mission and i think that is a gift so much for the church um and i tell people all the time like seek yes you'll come and you'll like see all these college students but the best part of seek are two parts one it's probably one of the most prayed over events in america how many orders are fasting and praying preparing for this because it's a big recruitment event and also because the missionaries have been fasting and praying all year for this too um and then secondly because um you get to see the universal church in all facets there's not just college students here it's children priests elderly um college students the main chunk of course but and it's just an alive and that's just really cool i i had the uh great pleasure of going to dinner last night with father patrick mary and father john mm. paul mary from the missionary franciscans of the eternal word you know them listeners from the daily mass here on covenant network and our great relationship with ewtn and the friars and father john paul and i were talking because he's one of the papal missionaries of mercy and uh, we were just talking about how was last night? How was hearing all of those confessions? And he said all the things you know you would expect a, a priest to say that how life giving it was to be there, how you know overwhelming in a good way it was to see so many people go through and receive the sacrament of reconciliation. But he said something; it, it, it caught me off guard a little bit. I wasn't expecting it. He said, uh, you know, he had kind of been in and out, and he was there at the, the very end of confessions. And I, I don't know if something was said because at that point I was home and in bed. I was so exhausted. Um, but he, he said that they, they said, you know, there's still time to go to confession tonight. And there was like a little last minute surge. And he said, those are always the best mm. because they've been spending all of that time in the presence of our Lord, having actual grace poured out upon them to, to paraphrase or shorten our conversation. And then they come to confession. He's like, those, those confessions are amazing. And, and that so encourages the priests, too, that yeah. they've stayed, and then they hear these final confessions yeah. that are truly yeah. grace-filled, which is and beautiful. I think he was saying over 2,000 confessions were heard Wednesday night. No, 4,500. 4,500, they announced Well, that, that. is over 2,000. <laughs> you know, I can't do a lot of math this morning, but I could do that. So, well, Mackenzie, I have a question for you. So you said that you've been doing all of these um, reactions from the students, and you and I were both uh, there to see the documentary um, about Michelle Dupong, and that's been a big part of this Seek Week. What were some of the reactions? Because I know I was moved to tears, but I'm, I'm curious to hear your perspective of what you thought and then what you were hearing from the college students when they saw this inspiring movie. Yes, um, it was incredible. My thoughts... Uh, I don't know. I think Michelle just is just so inspiring because, yeah, I think it was very, at the end, they said it very well. Like, she is just an American 
young adults who we can relate to. So while I'm a Kansan, I'm from the Midwest. I didn't grow up on a farm, but I truly like, I, I lived in South Dakota for two years serving in Rapid City and like I know the area she went to and I like been to you Mary many times and just like the reality is is that I've walked where she has walked and that like we are all called to sainthood um, and I think what's really cool about that is that like it is just so visibly tangible to 19,000 people here and that's like what I took away and then the reactions of what people said are pretty similar but I think what's really cool and one thing that the Catholic Church just has so well done throughout 2000 years of wisdom from the Holy Spirit is just like salvific suffering. And that's actually what everyone talked about. Everyone goes, I hope to have the joy of the suffering of this. Cause I think, yeah, I always tell people, I'm not worried that our generation or my generation of, of college students are oblivious to reality. I think they're actually more attuned to reality than a lot of people um, are in the sense of like they are so good at sniffing out an authenticity and they just saw her joy to the cross and they go that is authentic and that is actual like happiness within the circumstances that you cannot control you know and that's all they want to master they just want to master happiness within circumstances they cannot control because like Monsignor Shea said so well in the interview before he said like the statement I think it was so beautifully said is that maybe they aren't wrong for like freaking out over how bad the world is maybe their response is actually accurate it's just no one has trained them to handle the amount of stress and suffering that comes and have it with joy and that's what that that's what Michelle DePont modeled and every single one said, I hope that I have the joy within my life that suffering has provided for me and the way which the Lord is calling me to carry my cross. And I hope I have that joy and I hope I have that impact because um, a lot of our students just like want to make an impact on the world. And they saw someone do it so simply and so beautifully. Yeah. That was my, my exact, you summarized the way I felt too. That, yeah. yeah. That reaction I think was from all of us, 2,700 people that saw that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking as well. <laughs> I, I, I've got to be careful here because you just went into one of those topics that I love to talk about. And even though it's our final broadcast, broadcast uh we we aren't unlimited time this morning but don't waste your suffering yeah you know, he says it all the time don't waste your suffering we, we have to talk more about and I, that's one of the reasons i forget who first told me about michelle and said hey, watch this announcement and i did i went on youtube and and i loved it it was you know the little clip of monsignor shea saying well now bishop's gonna say a few words and no one knew what was coming and i'm like well who is this and, and i go into it and that that idea of we're, we're all gonna suffer that's, that's inevitable what are we going to do with it? And her witness, and, and what I love, Mackenzie, and, and, and Patty, we've been talking about this all week, but we got to say it again. You know, I think of saints like Blessed, uh, or in, in Blessed, like Pier Giorgio Frassati. You know, great contemporary example for young adults. But even, he's, you know, that, that's almost 100 years ago. It's not quite. It, it's probably more 60, 70 years ago that we're talking about. Um, but that's still like worlds away for some of us to say 70, 80 years. And then St. Gianna, when, when, when Beth and I found out she was pregnant with our first, that, that was, there was that question, you know, if there were to be a complication, would we have the grace that St. Gianna had to live that out in, in our marriage? But then I've been learning about Blessed Chiara Badano, uh, Blessed Carlo Acutis, saints uh, in the making, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm confident one day we're going to be calling them saint. Right now we call them blessed. Um, that our youth can look at and say, you know, like I love that Carlo Acutis is depicted in his blue jeans, his polo shirt, and his backpack, and say, okay, this is possible for you. This is possible for me, that, that my kids can look at them, that these college students can look at them. And I think that the beauty of Michelle's life is to say, this is not, um, you know, some lofty ideal. This is practically within your reach, but all you got to do is ask God for the grace and live a life of prayer and sacraments. And then live out that daily grind because that's where it happens. So, and another reason to be so grateful for our Catholic faith, right? Yeah. To have these examples of the saints right in yeah. our midst, which is just so wonderful. So yeah. now, of, of your students that are here, um, and I know you've been talking with a lot of people, but from the, the University of Nebraska Omaha students, how many first-timers do you have that, that had no idea what to expect this week? Oh, that's a great question. We had a, a landslide uh, showing 160 students, which is really great. We had 100 last year and a 60 this, 160 increase this year, which is just such God's blessing. Um, and oh, I'm guessing I don't know the exact number, but I'm guessing probably around 60 to 70. A lot our freshman class is very large, and a lot of them said yes. So not in the sense of newcoming, like they're just new to college. That's why. Right. Um, but I would say around like 
we got around like 15 to 20 who like we tried last year really hard and they're like no and now they said yes this year so and, and, that's and really now exciting. what are they saying now that they've been here and they're oh. like okay i get it <laughs> you know no actually i had a conversation with one just like in the passing um and i don't know him super well again like our newman center is really large and everything so you're not going to know everyone but um he's he's a my student rob he just came up and he was just like mckenzie I'm so sorry. And I'm like confused. It's like, what I do? Okay, yeah, what do you do? And I go, I go, what are you sorry about, Rob? And he goes, I'm sorry I didn't get it. I go, I go, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, he's like, I'll be honest, like when you guys badgered me for so many weeks i was like yeah 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 okay okay cool 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 um you you're like you're selling this way too big than it is like you are over selling it like you're just missionaries who have a job and you have to sell me this um and we like <laughs> literally give him a full ride scholarship and he denied it he's like no 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 someone else deserves this and we literally looked at him and go this money is only used for rob so if you don't take it no one's going to take it and so finally he was like fine i'll take it um and i go i go it's like the gospel god gives you salvation and we're like this is too good to be true like bro you can take it back like i don't need it and then and then he and then actually you open the gift and you're like i'm so sorry like i'm sorry but that i almost I, denied that i almost and literally i told him that he goes that's exactly how i feel <laughs> wow. that's beautiful and i'm like and it was just really beautiful and i and i told him i go i go i go yeah do you just feel the love of the lord he goes i just feel the love of the lord and i go i go now you just have to go tell everyone about this and he goes yes well, the other thing I keep thinking of is I think there must be many students here, and I don't know the number, and you may not know the number. So many students probably were here that aren't even involved with Focus back on campus, but maybe their friend is oh, who yeah. said, oh, I'm doing this over Christmas break. Do you want to come with? And I bet they some, some of them almost got dragged along by their friends. It's like, okay, everybody's going. Have you heard from any of those students who really don't even have that strong relationship with Focus yet on campus, but are just here randomly? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Actually, Rob's friend is that story, too. He, <laughs> he just got dragged. He's like a Sunday mask goer, but he's like not involved in Bible study, not like doing much, and he just like got dragged along, and he also had a major conversion, and he's just like, yeah, or um, one of his really good friends, uh, a girl, she is in a, she's in a Bible study, she's involved, but she's not even Catholic. And she's come along just because all the friends are saying, come. And they're like, okay, yeah, I'll come. And she has been rocked also. Um, yeah, there, I, I bet you there's, there's a, I mean, there's a ton more of those. Um, but I can only think really of Rob's friend wow. that I know personally. Um, but I bet yeah. he'll be a Bible study now. <laughs> I, I have a feeling. I have, I have a, a suspicion. All right, well, Mackenzie, but before we let you go, one of the things that I, I would love to ask you to share with our listeners, because we've been sharing via this radio format all week, but there's, you know, a picture is worth a thousand words. And if our listeners are saying, I would love to see some of these short interviews, you've been doing some of these reels, um, some of the pictures that have been coming out of the week and some of the videos, where can we find all of that? Yeah, just um, at Focus, uh, just like spell out Focus or Fellowship of Catholic University students um, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, yeah, and we're also on the format thread, if anyone knows what it is. It's like a reposting on Instagram kind of thing. Um, yeah, so you can find us in YouTube. We have yep. a YouTube channel. So yeah, just look up Focus, pretty basic. And we always have the same logo with our circle and cross that's supposed to be the Eucharist with Jesus in it. So yeah. look for that logo. Thank you for all your work this week. I know you must be tired. <laughs> and thank you for getting up early to be with us this morning. Uh, you know, one last thought I want to share before we say goodbye to our final Focus staff interview of the week is last year this time, uh, we were really excited to say, all right, well, it's coming to a close, but you know what? We're starting the countdown to next year because it's going to be in St. Louis next year and it's going to be wonderful. We, we don't get to say that this year. It's going to be in Salt Lake City next year, which is it's a, a ways away. I feel like we're going to be playing Oregon Trail again, uh, just deciding if we're going to go out there. But um, I know plenty of people that are already planning to go out there, and I know plenty of students. And uh, if, if you want to see this mission continue, you know, be there for someone like Rob to say, you want to go? I'll, I'll help you get there. And uh, it, it's one of those things, you know, we, we talk about investments sometimes, and I'm in that season of life that we're really talking about retirement savings and all. What's our ROI? What's our return on investment? And we were doing the math, and uh, Kelsey Skoke and I talked about this in an interview yesterday that's going to air next week. 20,000 people in that dome, if everyone, so that's 20,000 reached. If every one of the 20,000 then goes out and reaches two more people, now that number's up to 60,000. And if they go out and reach another two people, we're up to 100,000. And just imagine how that keeps growing and growing 
and growing and growing exponentially. So uh, it, it's too late to be part of Seek 24 this year. Kind of. You can, you, can, you can catch up on the social media, but it's not too late to be part of Focus, and it's not too late to be part of Seek 25 and spreading the fire that has been this week. So, Mackenzie, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. Please tell all of the Focus staff, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here and for the great, great work you do, not just at Seek, but on these college campuses, in these parishes, in Lifelong Mission. You truly are changing the culture. You are. Thank, Thank you. you for all you're doing in spreading the gospel on the radio. We're going to take a break here on Roadmap to Heaven. Don't go anywhere. A prayer to St. Joseph. O oh, blessed Joseph, faithful guardian of my Redeemer, Jesus Christ, protector of thy chaste spouse, the Virgin Mother of God, I choose thee this day to be my special patron and advocate, and I firmly resolve to honor thee all the days of my life. Therefore, I humbly beseech thee to receive me as thy client, to instruct me in every doubt, to comfort me in every affliction, to obtain for me and for all the knowledge and love of the heart of Jesus, and finally, to defend and protect me at the hour of my death. Amen. See, this is the fun you miss out on every morning, Patty, as we have this, this great music, <laughs> and we have no shortage of it. I have even more back at the studio, but I'm, I'm limited. I, I tried, I'm not limited on what I could bring. I limit myself, or I will bring too much. I always pack too much. I've been hearing and, great jazz and, this and, and, week. And today, today is going to be one of those days that now that we have to clean up our booth after the show, I'm going to be saying, why did I bring that? <laughs> the, the no, it's been great. It's the been perils fun. of being in town. Anyway. One of the uh, things we've been talking about all week here is how the Holy Spirit has sent us guests. And uh, yeah, I'm going to let you take a little peek behind the veil, right? Uh, We'll pull back the curtain. And a couple months back, you know, I had a meeting. It's probably six months ago. I had a meeting with Focus and said, all right, we want to do the same thing we did last year. We want to do the morning show. We want to broadcast for Mission Way. They're like, yeah, 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 yeah. I said, last year you, you gave us about one to two guests per show uh, to talk about Focus, to talk about Seek, to talk about what they're talking about on stage. Do the same thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Where, where do you get the rest of your guests? I said, oh, we go on Mission Way. And, and uh, some people we know, you know, like Monsignor Shea is a great example. Patty, you knew Monsignor. Uh, the DePongs, you knew, and you said, we'll have them on. Uh, Crystalina Everett, who's going to be on the show next we week, I know her. her. So, like, we knew those things were going to happen. But then we leave part of the spreadsheet of guests to just God. open <laughs> to say, and, and, and I called you, what, it was on uh, Friday or, or Saturday I or said, somewhere? Start and, praying. And, and I said, okay, Patty, I need you, uh, here's where we're at. And, and you said, what do you need me to do? And I said, I need you to pray, come Holy Spirit, send us guests, right? And last night, I'm looking at the, the, the clock for this morning. I'm looking at who's going to be on, and I'm thinking, you know, we need one more guest. We, we need <laughs> Lord, just one, one more, more guest. And, but, but I also was in that, that safety place of, but if we don't find one more guest, we've got some pre-recorded interviews ready to go from Focus that would be appropriate to play. And I'm standing actually right where I'm at right now at our little broadcast table. And who walks by? And, and, and I see someone walking by with a stack about a foot tall, <laughs> foot and a half tall, a little postcards wrapped in cellophane. And uh, I, I forget what she said, but my, my ears kind of perked up. And I said, hi, I'm Adam. And, and you are Michelle Hilliard. <laughs> and uh, we started talking about you and the ministry you're with. And, I, and, and, and the and I rest like, is history. Yeah, Here like, she can, is. Can I ask you an awkward question? What are you doing about 740 tomorrow morning? And here you are, Michelle. Which is um, so kind of you. T- tell, us the, uh, tell us about yourself. Tell us the name of your ministry and, and what we're going to be talking about this morning. Because this is where I got really excited at 830 last night. Yeah. Yes, so thank you, by the way, um, in my voice. This, they say this happens at Focus. This, this is Friday morning. You lose your, don't, your wor- Friday don't worry morning about voice. it. I have my Friday morning voice on. Um, but I'm with the Given Institute, and we work with young women to help them discover their gifts and then to activate them for the church. So whether that's in the domestic church, in your home, whether that's in your diocese, in your actual church, whether it's in your community or the world as a whole. So we've had some apostolates that have come out of of uh, given 
uh, the Eden Invitation, which is here. Uh, Sam Kelly is a focused missionary with Fierce Athlete. She's another one. Uh, but we've had quite a few organizations, apostolates, and even people just running Bible studies in their church or finding a way to reach out to their community and just say yes to the Lord. Like, I give you my fiat in the vocation, which you have called me to, and I say yes to serving others. So does your ministry offer, is it a program? Are you consulting? Are you having <laughs> one-on-one <laughs> conversations? When you say we, we help women, young women, yes. discover their gifts, how do you do that? What's yes. your method? So our method is we have a five-day forum. This year it's going to be June 8th through 12th at Catholic University of America. And the women come. We have speakers uh, this year. We're going to have Sister Mary Grace is going to be on, Sister Miriam, Monte Alvarado. Uh, we have these speakers coming. It's like packed days where we are feeding these women with women and mentors and religious. And it's all about receiving the gift you are realizing the gifts that you've been given, that God's given you, the unique gifts, and then uh, responding with that gift that only you can give. So that week's packed with that. And then following uh, in August, starting in August, we have nine months, and that's not that's not a mistake that it's nine months, where they work with a mentor to bring the life in action plan. To be part of the program, you have to have a, an action plan, or you have to have a way where you can use your gifts. And so they'll work with an action plan strategist and then they'll work with a mentor to bring that to life to where then nine months later we celebrate the launch of their action plan and uh, their graduation from the program. That's beautiful. And when you said young women, give me your your focus age group that most of your yes. you know, fall in. I mean, I'm 58. Okay, I, I probably <laughs> don't fit in that category at all. But just the range of, of right. who, who are you targeting? Okay, so we're targeting women between the ages of 21 and 35. So when you think about the fact that you've got women have mentorship through elementary school, middle school, high school, college, well, once you graduate college, it's often like, congratulations, you're launched into the world, and hello, what's left? So actually, something that's really important to mention here is the, the people who discovered, who looked at this and said, there's a gap here, we need to be present, is uh, religious sisters from across the country. So Given was birthed by the CMSWRs, the Council of Major Superiors of Women Religious. So a lot of the religious sisters you see here at Focus are part of Given. Yeah. They're mentors. They're volunteers. We have religious sisters on our board. A sister of life is the chair. Assault sisters are vice chair. I would, wow, you that's just awesome. preempted my question because that was one of the things I wanted to make sure we talked about. You and I were talking about this last night. This idea of discovering your gifts yeah. and, and how you can activate them, how you can use them to serve our Lord, to serve the church, to serve the world, yeah. is, that's a pretty universal thing that at some point in life all of us are going to ask, and I wouldn't fault anyone for saying, well, isn't that any, everybody? Yeah. Well, yeah, but you, you, you just said it, that the sisters identified, you know, there's, there's a... Uh, there's a void here mm-hmm. where there's a whole demographic that needs help, that, that needs assistance, um, figuring out how to do this. And how did they, how did they come to that conclusion? How did they oh say, gosh, so we, there's an area we can serve here? <laughs> it's so beautiful. Like sometimes it just brings me to tears um, because we don't get the opportunity to be around religious sisters outside of an event like this very often. In 2016, the CMSWR, uh, which again, the Council of Major Women's Superior Women's Religious, which is the 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 vicar general and the mother superior of a lot of the major orders, so the Sisters of Life, Soul Sisters, Alhambra, Carmelites, like a lot of these religious, came together. They were given it was the year of religious life. They were given a million dollar grant, and said, "Do something good with this." And so they could have used it for anything, but they came together, and that's where they said, "Where's the gaps?" And they saw that, and they decided to use it for spiritual maternity to step in and be like, we're going to answer that call. Lord, we give you our yes to answer the call for these, these women. And so the first forum was in 2016. And because it was put on by religious sisters, of course, there was money left over because everyone volunteered their time. So they decided, um, after asking what should we do with this money, they said, this, this can't be one and done. Women need this. So then they created uh, the Given Institute. And of course, religious sisters can't run the Given Institute. So they're on the board. They're part of everything we do. Uh, but the, 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 the Institute is run by lay women. But everything we do is in conjunction with religious sisters. Wow, that's yeah. very unique. This is what it, it is. is. But it I is. love the word. The word that you said that resonated with me was 
spiritual motherhood yes. that they are going that's what they wanted to foster yes. from the religious sisters so it comes from their hearts of yes. this spiritual motherhood for their children which are all of us right yeah right and, and, and the other question you asked you is who can be involved well 21 to 35 are where we get our, our participants but our mentors are 36 and, and older. So women. Who I'd be in that category. You'd be in that category. <laughs> so women who had experience, because we need to be have, have the women who've, who've been there, who can extend their hand and say, hey, I've been there. Let me help you along. Let's, let's get you a shortcut. I don't want you to go through what I went through to learn what I learned. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, you know, I, I, I look at some of the conversations we've had this week, and especially here in the Archdiocese of St. Louis, where we're at, and there's all these new conversations about what does evangelization look like going yeah. forward. And, and the, the driving common denominator in all of these conversations actually has been my iPhone. It, it, it's been 20 years ago I didn't have this. Um, and our culture has changed. It, I use it to illustrate that our culture has changed so much. And there are all of these questions the culture asks about who we are and what are we called to do. And I, I've seen it as I've grown up. And now as a father of four daughters, mm -hmm. particularly, my eyes are open and my ears are open to what's going on. And this I, false I, dichotomy of, you know, you can either be a mom or you can work right. or you can either do this or you can do that. And to see so many great Catholic leaders saying, well, it, it could be either or, it could be both and, it could be what is, but the, right. the driving question is, what is God calling you to do? What is your purpose? What right. is your mission in life? And, and that's a much higher question than what's your job? What's your, yeah. you know, what are you going to do for, to pay the bills? Yeah. Um, why did God make you? What is he calling you to do? And when we, are, as a culture, can't even answer the question, what is a woman? You know, oh it's, which we won't go down that <laughs> rabbit hole here. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I love the fact that my daughters don't have to be alone if right. if they have questions, you know. Uh, and, and like, Dad, I, I'm having trouble figuring this out. Well, let's go talk to the Given Institute. Well, that's what I was just going to say. Not only do we find out by coming to something like this that we're not alone, when you walk in this huge mission way of all of these incredible, incredible ministries, apostolates, you realize not only are you not alone, but there's help, there are resources, there are some right. wonderful, wonderful ways to help right. you on your journey. So how did you become involved with oh the gosh. Given Institute, Michelle? <laughs> God. <laughs> God, of course, was, that's yeah. the answer. God. I was I literally, I was doing something completely different. I was in business applications, helping build out applications, um, disaster industry. So I was working, constantly traveling back and forth to the state of Florida. Um, but my heart hurt because I, I have a huge love for women. I coached women for years, but also I have four daughters. I have nine sisters. And so I, w I was on the phone with a friend of mine and I was just kind of like feeling sorry for myself. Like, why can't I work in good things? Why do you get to work in good things? Why does God have me in the middle? And she's a psychologist and she won't put up with anything. She says, God doesn't have you in the middle. Just be where he wants you yeah. to be. So I said a surrender to me and I just like, okay, God, I accept where you have me. That my, I can't get rid of this desire. I had such a strong desire. It was almost outside of me. And fifth day of the novena, friend sends me a message. Michelle, I'm in this group. I heard about this job. They just posted it. This is for you. You have to apply. And I looked at it. I was like, no, that's not for me. You know, put it down. And something prompted me, pick it back up. So I did. I picked it back up. And by the time I got through the end, really reading through it, like I almost like I did a catch cry because I just felt so. And I just, I just knew that the Lord was calling me to apply to it. Went to the church. I was planning to go to noon mass, did my surrender to Vina. And it's like, and when I lead you on a path different from what you see, I will prepare you. <laughs> I, it's it's my turn to be awkward again, uh, you know, because we're going we get, we're doing a little bonus time with our morning show this week, and so for those of you listening, we are going to go to eight fifteen again this morning, but that means that we do need to pause for just a minute to do our station identifications. So we're going to do that, and then we'll be right back. Act of faith. Oh my God, I firmly believe that Thou art one God in three divine persons: the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I believe that thy divine Son became man and died for our sins, and that he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe these and all the truths which the Holy Catholic Church teaches, because thou hast revealed them who canst neither deceive nor be deceived. Amen. Well, my apologies for our WPMJ Peoria listeners and WTTT Springfield listeners. I got a little trigger happy on the button there and started the music, but that's who you're listening to right now on the radio. 
And uh, I'm Adam Wright, and joined by Patty Schneier and Michelle Hilliard for some Roadmap to Heaven bonus time as we wrap up our live broadcast from Seek 24 in downtown St. Louis. And we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming in a little bit here. Um, Michelle, one of the things I wanted to ask before we wrap up, because we've been talking about all this great work that mm -hmm. the, you do with the Given Institute, um, and one of my favorite focus terms we talk about every year are glory stories. You know, how is our Lord working in the midst of all of this? And I, I want to ask you, what's, what's a glory story? What's some of the fruit that's come out of the Given Institute? Oh, my goodness. You know, I, I began this, took this job in April, and one of the big things that has sh just surprised me is everyone that I see that's gone to the Given Institute. We have so many women of South Byer Booth, and like, I'm an alum, I'm a 2019, 2021. The fruit that I've seen is women not being afraid to step up and give their yes and give their fiat, and some of them in big ways. Like one of the women who came through Given, she has a apostle uh, or nonprofit that goes around, it's Hearts of Joy International. She goes around to nonprofits, I mean, sorry, to, to <laughs> third world countries, and she finds these Down syndrome babies that if they don't have a heart surgery by the by the time they turn two they will die by the time they turn five and in these countries people will look at these babies and these families as though they've sinned because they have this child so she's made a relationship with a doctor in india who's got a hospital there he used to work with mother Teresa, and she raises money and she takes these babies and uh they fly with their parents and they get the certain the life-saving surgeries and when i sat down and talked with her i said i asked her i said you know it was this wasn't this wasn't her action plan her action plan was something else that had to do with down syndrome babies that she'd been working with and she says no it wasn't my action plan she says but if i didn't go through given i would not have been in a place to know that this is something that i could do hmm. And now her and that the yes, Lord wanted her to do. The Lord wanted, and her yes is not just transforming these kids' lives, but the parents, like they're realizing my kid's not Down syndrome because I'm a because I'm a sinner, but there's something actually beautiful going on here. So that's I mean you want to like that's one of my my personal favorite stories. I love Indian invitation. Um, I got a chance to really have some conversations with them, what they're doing in the Catholic Church for the LGBTQ plus community, bringing them together to live according to the magisterium. Yeah. You know, that's huge. Uh, Sam uh, and Sam Kelly with uh, Fierce Athlete, being able to work with these athletes that are under pressure from these from these schools because they're Catholic to, to, to fall away from their Catholic faith. Wow. And wow. to be able to, to be there as a support, to encourage them to say, you're not alone. So all of those apostolates are because these women went to went give to him and then said they're yes. Right. But you made a very important distinction. You said this is not a professional no. leadership. No, thing. it's not. And, and, and the big reason, one, we are forming women for mission and for life, right? So we, there's, I was a stay-at-home mom for 16 years, and there is this whole group of women who don't feel called to the professional workspace. And so leadership development, there's nothing there for them. Like, how can I grow? And as a mom, you are head of an organization that is creating the next set of leaders, so there has to be some kind of support for you in that. So it's, it's for women. Yes, it is, it is a holistic. Yeah. Michelle, it has been great to talk with you. And I want to make sure we get the information out there for yep. any listeners who are saying, I know either myself or someone I know would benefit from getting in touch with the Given Institute, going out to yep. the, uh, the, the program this summer, um, being part of the nine-month virtual program. Where can they go? Go to giveninstitute.com slash forum. The uh, application process is, right now the website says it ends January 15th, but we've been working with Focus and a couple of other organizations, and we've decided to extend that to February 8th. But you get your application in by February 8th, and then we'll start the vetting process, and you'll hear back from us when you're accepted to the program. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us this morning, and uh, safe travels back to home and it, it, it's hard to believe that this time tomorrow almost everybody <laughs> if they're not on their way home they if they're not home they'll be on their way home yeah. and this will all have come to an end and patty that's what we're going to talk about next but michelle awesome. thank you again it's a for pleasure being to meet today. you michelle. thank you very much we appreciate it well patty that is our, our next topic here is it's the end um you know and 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 yet i love and if going back to the original matt marr album which goes back to just a great truth of our faith it's the end and the beginning. 
Absolutely. Uh, because we are called and sent is one way it's, it's put. Um, it's just like and, and we were talking with Kelsey or uh, with Kelly Simpson the other day from Life Teen, and that their model is based on the mass: gather, proclaim, break, send. send. And, and that's been happening here this week. Focus gathers us all together. They they proclaim. We break it open in the conversations we have, and today we're going to be sent. And I, I, I met with the keynote speaker for today, and we'll have that interview for you next week here on Roadmap to Heaven. And she's going to be talking about that. And we talked a little bit about that with Eileen yesterday is what happens next. But we still have to process what's happened. So last night you got to go to the keynote, and you wrote down a whole page of notes. I did. I came out of so there on fire. Take it away. <laughs> I want to give our listeners just a glimpse of some of the wonderful speakers and, and the messages that they've been sharing with all of us. The first message last night came from Father John Ezrati. He's originally from Argentina. Um, he's now working in out of Denver. And it was so beautiful because he talked about the journey that we've been on all week. And of course, Monsignor Shea was kind of considered the Good Friday priest. He was telling about the brokenness that we all experience. Then we had Father Mike Schmitz, who was kind of the Easter priest and telling us, of course, the joy and what Jesus, the resurrection. But he came out out on stage and he goes, I get to be your Pentecost priest, um, which is when you're transformed, when you're transformed by the Holy Spirit. Which is so great because he was talking about, you know, you're in an arena, a dome with 25,000 young people. And he says so many people call focus, you know, this is the future of the church. This is the future of the church. And yes, it is. And he knows that that's a well-meaning intention when people say that. But he came right out and says, no, you are not the future of the church. You are the church present right now. Why would you wait until you are old to do something beautiful for God? You are the church. And that was so inspiring for me um, to just realize, yeah, we can't keep saying that these young people are the future of the church. They are alive and on fire now and doing great things for God now with their holiness and their example. They're transforming the culture. So that was huge for me last night from Father John Ezrati, which was great. I found out last night, um, actually through social media posting about Seek, that a a friend of a, a very good friend of mine has been directing a choir that's been singing for Mass this week. And, uh, it, and it's all people that apply to be in the choir. They, they express an interest. Oh, and when they when students, they get yeah. here, yeah, it's, it's college students. And they, one of the sessions they go to every day is choir practice is so that they can sing for Mass. And they'll be singing again today. And in his post that my friend shared, he was talking about, and if you, if you were down here for Mass, you know you've seen this. If you haven't been down here, you know, they sing some beautiful hymns. We've been singing some beautiful Christmas hymns, but we're talking orchestral arrangements. They've had cellos and violins and, and trumpets. They've had uh, contemporary arrangements, but they've also been singing the antiphons, the propers, and in, in English, not Gregorian chant, but based on it. And it's very solemn, it's very reverent, and, and it's very peaceful. And the comment he made was it has been so life giving to see how these college students not only pray it, but how they sing it, how they participate in it. And, and I think as someone who, for most of my life, uh, involved as a musician in the church, was told by others, well, this is what you like. And I'm like, no, it's not what I like. And, and they said, no, no, this is what you like. This is to, to see what's happening here with the beauty of the liturgy. And again, it, it's not to an extreme one way or the other. It's, it's a beautiful via media, as Father Wade would say uh, and it's so reverent and it gives me such great hope that our culture is transforming absolutely and that our focus is has shifted from well what do i want what do i like to what what's best to offer to god and and i love that our lord you know if he if he came to our booth and he said okay all you've got is this uh, wooden director's chair it's kind of shaky it's got the canvas it's not very comfortable but if, if, if that's your best then i you know he's not gonna complain about it he's gonna go, oh thank you for the chair Right? And yet, what can we offer? We were talking about that example with Mother Angelica. What can we offer to Jesus that's fitting to Jesus? And uh, Focus has really impressed me this week and how much they invest, not just in the students, but how much they invest on making sure that our focus is on Jesus and that the very best for 
Jesus. It's all about Jesus, and it's all about this encounter with Jesus, again, being transformed by Jesus and then being sent on mission. The last talk last night was from Emily Wilson. She's a very well-known speaker, and her whole message was about discipleship. And she, you know, she was very blunt in saying discipleship is hard. It's going to cost you again and again and again. And these young people are no stranger to that. They know that if they follow Christ on a college campus, they may be made fun of. They may be called all kinds of names. But then even as they move forward in their life, she's saying it's going to look different at different stages of your life. It may cost you your job if you no longer can can work for a company that is doing something that goes against your values, you know, that you have to be able to stand for Jesus and it's going to cost you, it's going to look different. So she was really preparing them for something that could be hard. And she was talking about how sometimes in your life you just barely squeak out a yes. Our yes sometimes can be a yes, Lord, yes, Lord, really powerful and fun. But sometimes that yes is just in the midst of sorrow, in the midst of something very difficult. You're squeaking out that yes. But the message was so beautiful because at the end, her examples was it's always worth it always. The saints have shown us again and again and again, it's worth it, it's worth it, it's worth it. She ended with this beautiful uh, image of picturing the saints singing, holy, 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 it's worth it, it's worth it, it's worth it. Um, that that's what they're saying to us from heaven. And that was such an encouragement. It was beautiful. Um, both of these messages last night resonated with me just as, a, as an adult, but I know they resonated with the young people as we all go back to the everyday grind and whatever that looks like, whether you're a college student or you're a housewife or you're a worker of some kind, um, that yes, we can transform the world when we are set on fire with Jesus and we gather friends to help us mm -hmm. do it. That's the other mm -hmm. thing. It's not just one person. It's one person just gathering friends and that's how you transform the world. So it was awesome again last night. Um, and you can find all of these wonderful messages from the keynote speakers here at Seek 24 when you go to the Focus website. They are going to make all of these talks available. What we have done here this week with our broadcasting, I hope that you have found some fruit in it. I hope that it, it's changing your life in some way. But I have to tell you, it, it, it still pales in comparison to the work of evangelization that's happened here this week. And and even more so to the work of evangelization that's going to go happen in the coming weeks and the coming months as, as a result of this conference. And, you know, I think about this week, maybe one, one day I was excited to get up early. Saturday I was really excited to get up and to come here and set up our booth. And, and Monday I was really excited to come down here for Mass. Every other week, it's, it's not that it was like, oh, woe is me, I have to get up. I was happy me to too. get up, right? Oh, I was totally but, excited But it was to also here. that, like, Lord... How about next year we have focus started, our broadcast started at 8 o'clock, right? You know, um, and, and training in these, this is something we say on Roadmap to Heaven all the time. Training in these moments, the I don't want to get up, I don't want to hit the alarm clock, that heroic moment of St. Jose Maria Escrivá says, conquering that first temptation and getting up and committing to it. It's all training for when those moments come that you were just sharing about, that it's like we barely can squeak out a yes, but we need to squeak out a yes for the Lord. We need to ask for that grace. We need to be able to say, Lord, I, I want to do your will as much as I, as I would love to not help me to want to do your will. Because even it's more always because, worth it. Exactly. Well, we hope you have enjoyed these broadcasts that we've been doing this week. Let's give thanks to God for them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, beginning is now, now and, and ever shall be world without, without end. end. Amen. Amen. Mary, Mother of the Church. Pray for us. St. Joseph, Terror of Demons. Pray for us. St. Jose Sanchez del Rio. Pray for us. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Share the podcast episodes of our coverage from Seek with everyone you know and share the good news of what's happening with the Fellowship of College uh, Catholic University students. We're going to be back with you. Well, I'm going to be back with you. And, Patty, you're kind of going to be back with us on some of the recorded interviews next week. But until then, for Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. And I'm Patty Schneier. You've been listening to Roadmap to Heaven. It's been great being with you at Seek 24. Pray your rosary today. <laughs>